To episode 40 of the Retrospectives podcast. My name is Patrick Arthur and I'm joined as always by my co-host James Sterlings. How are you going this fine Sunday night, James? Do you reckon this take's going to be the one where it actually works, Patrick? Well, uh, you're already sounding a whole lot better than you were last night. You see, James and I normally record Saturday night, but uh, unfortunately James was very ill. So not only was he coughing, he was like mentally not really there i'd ask him a question it would take him five to ten seconds to reply and his reply would be wait what was the question again yeah (laughs) so um we decided to delay it so james could get a good night's sleep recover somewhat so we could bring you the high quality episodes that you've come to expect on the retrospectors podcast each and every fortnight what james and i do is we play through a classic game of the past from start to finish and then we come back and we have an in-depth discussion on the show to determine if that game has truly stood the test of time or if it's better worth forgotten some games have stood the test of time scant few unfortunately but many haven't and that's what we're here to figure out today this fortnight the game that james and i played was earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim was a platformer that was released in 1995, originally for the Sega Genesis, although it has been ported to many, many different platforms and consoles in time. It was released in 1994, sorry. Um, It's been ported to the Super Nintendo, the Super Famicom, Sega CD, and even Windows 95. Uh, Most recently, an HD version was released for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in 2010, which I believe is the version you played this Fortnite, right, James? Yeah, I played on the HD version, although I I actually think it's been uh, taken off the market and you can't actually acquire any version of it. Um, However, you know, I did play through it from start to finish and uh, thought it was a pretty good experience and a pretty good... uh, Port of a game that uh, is on like every system known to man in a one shape or another. I believe you played on the Sega CD version. I did. So one of the things that's very interesting about Earthweb Jim is it's on so many different platforms, and each and every version is different enough from the last that choosing which version to play is a significant decision um they all have slightly different graphical palettes uh soundtracks uh some have levels that others don't and even the individual level design choices are different so after doing a lot of research i ended up going with the sega cd version the only one which i guess i wouldn't actively recommend is the snes version because although it's got a fine visual look distinct from the others you get less screen real estate like you can literally see less of the screen which to me is a significant enough you know gameplay deficiency that i just i don't think you should choose that the version that's considered absolute best is the windows 95 version which is a port of the sega cd version with a few extra bells and whistles but compatibility between Windows 95 and Windows 10 is still extremely shoddy. So the process of getting that running was a little bit more complicated than I was willing to do when I could just use this um, Sega emulator instead. So uh, I went with the Sega CD version and James went with the uh, high definition version that seems like it's not super widely available. Games are basically the same, but there are some minor differences. Yeah, and we'll get into those throughout the uh, the episode. So, shall we start the discussion, Pat? 
We shall. Um, it, before we do, if you'd like to find all our stuff, uh, it's available on our website, rspodcast.net. We've got all of our previous episodes there, as well as a bunch of articles that I've written over time, and hopefully some articles that James is going to uh, feature very shortly. <laughs> going to finish, yeah. Yeah, he's got one coming up on um, on a, another JRPG because we needed to have something after Luna. <laughs> it couldn't just stand in isolation. But uh, yeah, as you said, we're, this episode we're talking about Earthworm Jim, so let's get right into it. So um, Earthworm Jim is a game that, uh, you know, stars an Earthworm named Jim. Uh, he was just a regular worm to begin with, just, you know, burrowing around and foraging for food until one day, uh, you know, an alien spaceship uh, crashed and a, a super atomic powered super suit fell to Earth, which he uh, scuttled into and then became the, uh, the hero of our story. Earthworm Jim's, uh, I think the first thing that's very striking about this game is it's really kind of out there visual style. Uh, it's got this very like uh, comic book aesthetic with a lot of high contrast between the colors and uh, it looks very dis- visually distinct, not just, um, you know, when you look at it, but when you actually play the game compared to, uh, you know, most of the platformers that, you know, came out previously and around the current time. Um, Patrick, before, when we did our first take of this, before we were rudely interrupted by my illness, one of the things you pointed out first was that the the visual design in this game makes for some really weird level geometry compared to a lot of other titles yeah so the um the way to think about the visuals of uh, of the level are most video games have like a background you know splashed across the back to add flavor to the um to the game and you know it'll be these beautiful you know drawings of the background to bring it all to life in Earthworm Jim, not only is the background beautifully detailed, so is the foreground. Yes. So the foreground that you are running around and platforming off looks exactly like a drawing. The closest that I can think to it is actually um, the Ori games because the Ori games have that beautiful hand-drawn style and the environments look very natural. It's all curves and odd shapes and you're not running over obvious platforms like uh, one of the things that really stood out was i went back and looked at the platforms in sonic the hedgehog a game whose visuals i praised but in sonic and you know in celeste and super meat boy and all these games there's a rigidity to the level design it's a lot of 90 degree angles and you know kind of filled in blank space that uh, makes up these rectangular platforms earthworm jim is nothing like no, that it's not just like that at all. it's just a comic book and you just happen to be traversing across the illustrations that someone else has made yeah the way i like to think about it is like in a when you're making a game you know there's this school of thought where you create a bunch of platforms and then you you know you grab them and you paste them into the level and then you can character can like jump one two three four across them here it feels like they got an artist to draw a pre-painted background and then like Mm. put these invisible lines that the character can stand on on top of it it's very um it's not so jarring as something like maybe final fantasy 7 if any of you have played that that has a uh, these pre-rendered backgrounds that the main character kind of walks on it looks a lot more natural and the all the characters are also really beautifully fluidly animated on top of it and um, i think the definitely the most striking thing for me about this game as a whole uh was the was the visuals and was the the you know the high level of animation quality that's gone into each of the character models um you know i i really can't think of uh 
a game other than maybe something like Cuphead, where the characters look this nice, you know, in fluid 2D motion. We'll get into the animation in just a moment, but before we do, I do have to take issue with you saying it's not jarring at all. Because okay. while I think while I think that this visual design was largely fine for the first couple of levels that you experienced it, I think that there were definitely some levels where it was a problem. Uh, the one that stands out is the intestinal indigestion. Intestinal distress. Intestinal distress, that's it exactly. Where the I feel like the level where where you could stand and where you couldn't was was very unclear particularly with all the kind of obscured paths in that level I, I i felt uncomfortable like i didn't know where i was meant to be jumping where the secret walls were where i could safely land um okay and i felt like that in bits and pieces throughout this entire game it was never so so major an issue that i was like man this game is bullshit but you do you do lose some visual clarity when you go for designs like this and this is something i experienced even while playing ori um not to the same degree as earthworm Jin, but it is a price that you need to pay for having this sort of unique beautiful visual style i don't really see it as a like a like it's a trade-off right it's not yes. like a, a pure negative or a positive right these levels yes. feel a lot more natural and they can go for because they're going for this really like exaggerated cartoony co almost comical aesthetic um and the the weird like windy level to structure i think kind of adds to that rather than having these you know more general boxy kind of designs that a lot of modern platformers have absolutely right I, I don't want to frame this purely as a negative it's more something that needs to be acknowledged this is yeah. this is part of the game um you get this gorgeous visual style but there is a gameplay trade-off you know um obviously if you stripped everything down to black and white and clear and clear spaces yeah. <laughs> you'd have the most visual clarity and yeah it's just decided to push in this direction to the absolute limit extreme so, yeah. yeah it has so um you were talking about the animation james and um I wholeheartedly agree with you. There are there are multiple animations in this game that just carry so much personality, personality and character. And character. Yeah, it's exactly. incredible. Yeah, it's so like good. even the um the whip animation, I love it. I I could sit there and watch because what Earthworm Jim is like, he's a he's a big earthworm in a suit, but uh he's not really he doesn't have limbs or anything. He's a worm, right? Like the so suit's robotic. Yeah, the suit's robotic, yeah. So what he does when he does his whip to attack enemies is that the suit grabs his head out of the suit and then while carrying the earthworm in his robotic arm, it whips it whips his entire body to attack enemies and then, of course, <laughs> it comes back into the suit. It's ridiculous, but it's, it's so, so fluid. Funny. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's got a really uh, good sound effect on the, like, the crack of the whip right at the mm. end. It's really satisfying. And I like all the little details in the animation, like... um. There are these hooks throughout the level that you like you whip and then you can swing across them like Indiana Jones in his whip, that kind of thing. And when um when the worms attached to the hook, his eyes like open up on the end and he like weirdly watches himself with like fear as he goes over these chasms, you know. The, the animation doesn't just um convey fluidly like into the gameplay, but also it adds a lot of character you know, to him as a character, right? Like, um, later on, there's a level called In the Tubes, 
um, which is, you know, mostly these like straight sections where these guards patrol back and forth. And in order to get by them, there's like a little raised bit in the roof of the tubes. And you like, you jump up and you hang down from the, the raised bit. And then he like pulls himself up, but instead of like just, you know, using his core strength to pull himself up a bit so the guard didn't nab his legs, he like grabs his ass with his hands and pulls himself up and makes this like ridiculous facial expression. And that kind of thing mm. is uh, really present in like every little bit of the game. And I love it for that. Yeah, I think animation is something that we in general probably don't talk enough about on this show. You know, we talk about visuals and the look, but animation can go so far in bringing characters to life. And the number of frames of animation and the way it illustrates not just Earthworm Jim, but also the personality of the characters that you interact with over the course of the game. I say interact with, that you kill over the course of the game adds so much to this game i i think that visually in all aspects earthworm jim is still a marvel i i think this game is comparably visually to castlevania symphony of the night which was the best looking game that i played in the entirety of last year so it's it's an accomplishment that all these years later this game still looks gorgeous i think this game looks better than that honestly um just from a purely animation perspective like the story in this game just isn't given to you at all like you you kind of get um the minor relationships between the characters just via the way they animate and stuff like that it to all like and it's exaggerated to this almost like slapstick degree to add this little bit of comedy um, I think that it does a better job of this than, like, games coming out today, right? I cannot remember the last time in a modern game where I saw character models interact with each other to the level that they do here. Like, if you're going through the first level and these crows attack you, they start, like, grabbing Jim's head and trying to rip it out of the suit. In a lot of games, you'll see characters bump off each other. Like, the models won't, like, merge and become one like this briefly. It's really cool stuff. I completely agree. Gorgeous, gorgeous game. I mean, I do have things to say about the slapstick comedy, but I cannot deny the uh, the effectiveness and, and, and the degree to which it's brought to life. So, actually, do you want to jump right into that, the, um, the tone of the game? Yeah, sure. I mean, this is an extremely, like, light-hearted game, right? Like, like everything's super goofy super wacky like you go from you go from level to level to level like pretty rapidly like this is a short game it's like three hours and it constantly throws you into these really weird and bizarre situations that you know um a lot of other games just won't right like there's a section in this game where you're bungee jumping against a piece of snot um, like the character is made of snot and he's bungee jumping using a strand of snot and his name is Major Mucus and you're having this weird like battle in midair through, um, you know, within a bungee jump. Uh, it's really weird, really goofy all the time and it never lets up. So did you enjoy this wacky, goofy, zany tone, James? I love it. <laughs> I know I know it's not your thing, Patrick, but um, for me, this is the kind of thing that I can really get behind. So... I don't hate it. I don't want to say it's terrible, but I think that at the end of it, it ended up coming across as a little too lol random to me. Okay. There's no, I mean, I don't know if you can say, if you can say that zany or weird is a consistent tone, 
but there are parts of this game where I just was like bouncing off it. It's got this weird mix of toilet humor alongside like Earthworm Jim, when he picks up an item, he's like blaster or groovy. He's just kind of (laughs) saying these words out loud. The enemies you face almost seem random. I don't really understand the connection between any of them. I don't understand the worlds that you're on or why you're on those worlds. It's not bad, but the truth is I think that I enjoy when my video game worlds at least have a thematic consistency to them. For example, Binding of Isaac is a game that has a lot of toilet humor. Like it does. It has a lot of stupid, crazy moments. However, it does have the thematic consistency of like using the Bible and religious references to kind of keep it keep it cohesive and keep it to a theme largely earthworm jim to me doesn't have any cohesion at all it seems completely random what you're going to encounter and why you're going to encounter it next yeah i i really actually kind of like that honestly um i don't think every you know every ip should go for something like this i think uh there is like you said a lot of value in thematic consistency in games but uh like this it's almost like thematically consistent that it is so inconsistent is it's almost the point right i was reading some interviews and stuff about the creators and all the people who came together to make this game were apparently people who had kind of got sick in these like stifled jobs and they just wanted to make something because it would be fun. So um, everything that is in this game seems like it was just in there because they thought it would be funny. Um, And, you know, I don't think that's going to work for everybody, but for me it definitely did. I really liked the fact that I could be playing this game, you know, for like an hour and every like 20 seconds something new and weird would happen. You know, there's basically never a point in this game where it stops and rests on its laurels. It's always trying to figure out what the next weird zany thing to throw at you is. And it found that like kind of entertaining in its own right. I don't want to say I'm opposed to the gameplay novelty because that's something that I did appreciate about this game. It was the thematic novelty that kind of, I kind of bounced off. I, I think it's fine. Like I, I don't, I don't mind it. It's just the way I just didn't know what was coming next. And the thing that makes it odd is that I think that there is thematic consistency like within each level and within each boss fight. Like, for example, you fight against a cat and it has nine lives and you're shooting it and every time it dies, it plays a little animation of the life dying. Can we talk about the level? Because in terms of the wacky humor, I think that that level entitled What the Heck is probably my favorite in the game. So... The planet you go to is kind of like, it's like hell, basically, but it's filled with all this, like, stupid humor, like, the enemies are like lawyers, because of course they are, where else would they go? Or like snowmen, because of course they would be, and like, the the soundtrack for the level, it starts off as, um, night on Bald Mountain for like... 20 seconds and then it cuts into elevator music because what would be worse than being trapped in hell having to listen to shitty elevator music for the rest of your you know eternal existence yeah but that's not that's really not like it's not as clever as it thinks it is i mean lawyers in hell snowmen in hell elevator music (laughs) in hell like i get it you're you're not you're you're having some little jokes but it's it's so skin deep like i i don't know it's Basically, it's fine, but I don't think that this is a major asset of the game. Like, it's a thing I tolerated, but 
I w- I'll take a, a well-made, con- you know, thematically consistent game over this any day of the week. It's hard for me to judge because, um, like, to be honest, this is a game that I had as a kid. Um, and I would have, like, I didn't have many games when I was a kid, right? So I've played this game, like, to death. Like, I know every level to the back, like, the back of my hand. It's really hard for me to judge, like, how the humor comes off the first time you see it. Because, like, you know, when you, when you experience something as such a young child, it's almost like a fact of the universe when you grow up. Like, to me, the existence of this game is like that. It's like a, it's like a, a law of physics, a fact of the universe. It's just a constant um so you know i'm so familiar with it that it's really hard for me to think about it this way objectively no i understand and that's why you guys should listen to my opinion because i'm i'm the objective (laughs) one in this discussion and the truth is i just bounced off this take on style and humor i'm sure there's some people who will adore it some people who will get right into it I'm past the low random stage where that sort of shit is entertaining to me. It was fine. I tolerated it. Um, I need something more than weirdness and lazy jokes to really get into the world it's trying to create. I think that there is great personality in the characters, but I wasn't really invested emotionally in this game in any way, shape, or form. I mean, there's barely a story, right? I don't think uh, I don't think it's the kind of game that you're going to get emotionally invested with. Um, I can get emotionally like... invested in Binding of Isaac, and that's that's to me has a similar Oof. sort of level of you know I I like how the characters look. You know, I, I it, it's it's just. I, I can get involved in a world if it makes some level of sense, if there's a thematic thread tying it all together. The, there is no thematic thread in Earthworm Jim. I, I feel like I'm repeating myself a bit here. But the yeah, point we're is... we're going about in circles. Yeah, it's it's low random. If you're into that, you'll enjoy this. But yeah, I bounced right off it. It wasn't for me. Yeah, this game's really stylish, in my opinion. I think it does a really good job of uh, taking you from entertaining level to entertaining level. Um, did you want to jump into the gameplay then? Before we do, let's have a music break, James. So because you chose this one, you take us away. What did you think the best track was? Okay, so this, the soundtrack in this game is interesting because, uh, as we said before, there's many versions of it. There's like four or five when I was counting the other day, something crazy like that. Um, so I played through the HD version of the game and actually don't think that that's the best version of the soundtrack i think the best version of the soundtrack can be found in the version you played patrick so um from that one we're going to take away the music from the very first level which is new junk city um this soundtrack's like burnt into my brain from hearing it so many times like uh and i just i think it's absolutely great i uh, i really like the soundtrack in this game for the most part and uh Hope you guys do too. So here is the theme for New Junk City.
That was New Junk City, and uh, I guess uh, this is a good point to jump off into a bit more about the music, Patrick. How did you feel about the soundtrack as a whole? I loved the soundtrack. I thought it was excellent. Um, The first thing I want to highlight with this soundtrack is the sheer variety of different sort of noises on it. There are tracks that are literally atmospheric noise. There are tracks with crazy guitar solos. There are tracks like one of the most interesting ones on um, on Indigestion Symphony or however it goes. I think I'm getting that name wrong every time. Where <laughs> the bass is formed by a heartbeat and it kind of gradually creeps up on you over the course of the song. Each and every level, um, as I alluded to, is thematically fascinating, not just in how it looks, but also on how it sounds. And um, every time I got to a new level, one of the highlights was enjoying the new soundtrack on each level. So very impressed with it. Uh, A lot of soundtracks from this era are kind of samey, like each and every one. That is is not the case here, right? Yeah, it's not the case here. Sorry, I thought you were disagreeing with me for a second. No, 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 no. no. Just like like the visual style changes dramatically every level, so does the music. Mm. But the music does a really good job of keeping pace with the changes. And uh, overall, I found it to be very entertaining, just like the rest of the game. My favorite track will obviously come later, but that, that indigestion one is just... It's fascinating, like that they decided it's so to get. Weird, up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really weird and unusual, but it's, it's like so... the whole level takes place inside someone's like bloodstream or yeah. something. It's like it's never really explained, or well, nothing's ever really explained in this game, is it? It's just no. raw, raw weirdness for yeah, the you, sake you of it. Get so. dropped into this level. It, it's like you're inside someone. You hear the heartbeat. It just it adds so much to the atmosphere when the music seems to fit the visual design as well as it does, and. Um, I think it's fantastic. I think you can listen to this soundtrack by itself and really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, really aesthetically, Earthworm Jim is masterful, I have to say. Yeah, absolutely. I, it really nails it in every aspect of the sound and visuals. Um, even the sound the sound effects are burnt mm-hmm. into my brain as well. And I think um, in some of the older versions, they're not quite mixed as well as they should be, and some of them sound a bit distorted. But uh, I love the sound of the whip that he makes with his head. I love the sound of shooting. I love all the stupid noises he makes when he picks up like items and you know gives you the old groovy at the end of every level. I think uh, it does a really good job job in all of these aspects yeah sound effects are similarly great uh yeah i just want to harp on about the fact that the levels are so um are so consistent in a way that the broader game isn't it's uh it's not yeah it's it's really great yeah um but should we jump into gameplay jimmy yeah i guess we should for me broadly speaking we can talk about the game play in two broad senses so there's the macro gameplay which is all the different bits and pieces and things you do, the novelty of all the different uh, things, which which I, I want to get to in a second. But before we do that, I think we should talk about the essential gameplay, what you do for probably about 50% of the game, 50 or 60% of the game, which yeah, is controlling... This this game does not have you do something consistently for the entire game honestly just like the rest of the game kind of jumps all over the place so does the gameplay like for the most part this is you know a 2d side-scrolling platformer shooter kind of game but then like you'll be doing completely different things for like a lot of the rest of the game right yeah so so let's just talk about the run and gun platform gameplay and then we'll get into the 
all the different uh, gimmicks that you encounter over the course of the game. <laughs> so uh, it's a 2D platformer. You can jump. Uh, as we've spoken about before, you can whip. It can be used as an attack on enemies uh, or you can use it to grab onto shiny hooks in the environment that'll give you a boost to your jump. Uh, the other thing Earthworm Jim has is a gun. Uh, you hold down a trigger to shoot it. It runs out of ammo very quickly, but you can also replenish it very quickly by finding pickups. Um, the gun and the whip can be shot in every cardinal direction except for straight down. So you can go diagonally down, diagonally up, left, right, left, right, and up. It's a rather zoomed-in perspective. Uh, it's not something like... Uh, Celeste or Super Meat Boy or A Thousand and One Spikes or even Castlevania, I'd say the closest in terms of perspective that we've played is probably Sonic the Hedgehog. And you know, there are enemies to kill, there's platforms to jump over and swing over, and there's items to collect in the environment, ammo for your gun or health pickups. You basically traverse through these rather vertical levels. You'll, there's left and right and up and down, and you try to get to the end of each level where there's usually a boss fight. Yeah, um, I think something that I'd forgotten about, having not played it for a while, is that um, Jim's uh, range of attack is only in that eight-way directions that you mentioned before. He doesn't have the, the full 360 range of view, and I found a lot of the times um, I was having trouble actually shooting things, except... Um, a bit later into the game, I did notice that, like, if there's an enemy that's between the sweet spots, if you, like, rake the, like, the your shots up and down really fast, it will actually hit those in-between spots, which I found to be kind of interesting. Mm. Um, and, like, it, it almost kind of, like, added to, you know, I don't know, like, the slapstick humor of the game, having him standing there, like, waving his gun wildly around trying to shoot somebody. I don't know if you felt that way. I think that's a very bizarre take. Like, I want my controls okay. to be good. I don't think it adds to the game if you can't shoot what you're trying to shoot. Uh, <laughs> I think I, you can shoot what you're trying to shoot. So, um, so the thing I want to say about these controls is I think that overall they're rather imprecise. And I mean yeah. that in the sense that there's kind of a bit of a delay to most of your actions. Um, the yes. whip has a bit of a delay. The jump is kind of awkward and floaty. So I just want to, I guess, explain how this game feels and how to distinguish it from a couple of the platforming games we've played. So one of the big criticisms I had of Castlevania was of its restrictive control scheme. However, it's almost the opposite issue that I had with Earthworm Jin. Because the thing about Castlevania's control scheme is that it's very precise. Like, you, yeah. there isn't much you can do. Like, you can do specific length jumps left or right. It's got no aerial control. However, any time you take an action, it's a very precise, specified action that you are trying to take. Uh, yes. Which I found far too restrictive but you cannot deny that it was precise earthworm gym is the opposite earthworm gym has variable jumps and you can you have better air acceleration and you've got way more degrees of control but it all feels yeah. kind of sloppy like it feels like you're kind of whipping in the general direction and you're hoping to hit the enemy you're trying to hit and you can't quite move you can't move while shooting so lining up the shot exactly is really awkward and 
it was a problem for me. I I love precision in my platformers. I want precise controls. It's one of the reasons I love Hollow Knight to death, even though it's probably too precise for some with the um with basically no momentum. Earthworm Jim does no, not. No, I completely have that agree. Um, luckily, I don't think that there's too many like platforming challenges in this game that really require that level of permission, thank God. But I did find that, you know, on occasion I was thinking like, um, like something that a lot of platformers do is when you're at the very edge of a platform, if you're like a couple pixels off the platform, it'll still register a jump um, just to make the game feel a bit better. And this game does not do that at all. Like I found myself running to the edge of a platform and then falling when I thought I should be able to jump lots of times throughout the game. Um, I found it hard to get, like this one in particular, I don't think is a negative, but it was pretty tricky to like, um, get good at lining up whips when you were in the air whereas in like you know as you said Castlevania Symphony of the Night controlling Alucard to you know use his sword from a distance is a breeze like he controls like you know incredibly Jim does not I've got to find that um Twitter thread that the Celeste devs yeah, made of all I the little quality of. of life like invisible quality of life changes they made yeah to make the platforming feel smooth and natural um, because I'm pretty sure Earthworm Jim has none of them. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but we'll try and post a link to that in the show notes because it, it's a good read because you don't notice any one of these things. They're all like behind the scenes, but they just make the experience just feel so much better. So much better, yeah. So I would say it's hard for me again because I like I know this game like the back of my hand. There was a lot of times where I thought that the platforming, you know, has aged quite a bit. Like, the, there's just no quality of life features here. But there wasn't a time where, like, I was infuriated at the controls either. They, I, I wouldn't call them outright bad, just subpar, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I don't want to say, like, at the end of the day, it's it's fine. I think, yeah, the way you described it is is good. It's it's annoying, but you can you can put up. You can with live it. with it. Yeah, you can definitely live with it. But you know what? I couldn't live with James. I could not put up with this fucking limited field of view. What? So this was a problem I had in Sonic, right? In this game, in Earthworm Jim, and in fact, in a lot of platformers of this era. The, the percentage of the level you can see on your screen is tiny. Like, your character is a large person on the screen, and you can only see a little bit to the left or right. Half the time when you do a whip jump, you can't see the platform on the other side that you're trying to reach. In Sonic the Hedgehog, this was a problem for me. This is actually a big problem for me, because I felt that it prevented you from going quickly, even though, you know, the whole point of the game is to go fast. But in Sonic the Hedgehog, the way you deal with enemies is that if you're doing a spin jump and you collide with an enemy, that enemy dies. So you get a lot of you get a lot of leeway with going quickly and kind of moving through the level at a reasonable pace. Because as long as you're moving in a spin dash, you're going to kill the enemy half the time anyway. Yeah. Earthworm Jim, you cannot do a spin dash <laughs> to kill enemies. You need to be whipping them or hitting them with your gun. And playing Earthworm Jim in these regular platforming sections, I felt like I was trapped in some awkward gameplay loop where the safest way to progress was to kind of stutter step forward, 
until an enemy appeared on the edge of my screen. Really? So I could what? attack it before I died. Okay. Or if I tried to go quickly and tried to flow through the level at a comfortable pace, I was constantly taking damage and being ambushed by enemies before I had a reasonable time to react and kill them. Okay, I never felt like that the entire game, but to be fair, like, I basically have memorized all the enemy placements and all the hooks and stuff like that, so... There it is. So, it's hard for me to know that, so that's probably... It could be a valid opinion, yeah, So, but I I, I never have that issue, so I can't comment. So, the the way you deal with these enemies is that basically, when they see you, they're going after you. Yes. A lot of these enemies, basically, when they see you, they charge at you. So if you try and just move through, like just smoothly run along, you will collide into them. And because the whip has that delay and because you have to be standing still at the right angle, shooting your gun at the right angle, if you just try and react to the enemy, you'll get hit a lot of the time. You don't have to be shooting at the right example, right? Because you can do that thing where you like sweep back and forth and it'll still hit them. So you you don't need to be yes. precise with your shots. So... You know, but if but you... when you're standing still, you're more of a target. Yeah, but basically what I find is when I see an enemy appear on screen, I stop and I start shooting in an arc really quickly, and then they die before they get to me. Um, uh, I, I never really found any of the uh, any of the regular enemies in this game to be a challenge. We we both played on the the original difficulty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in general, would you say this is a hard game for me? I think it was like tough but fair i know a lot of the older versions of the game because the game has like lives and continues but later versions of the game introduced passwords and the hd version of the game that i had actually had a level select so as soon as you'd gotten to a level you could just start from there i created a save state at the start of each level okay i think it was a very hard game okay i think that I think you're maybe underestimating how the level design factors into it as well, because it's not like you're going purely left to right in this game. No, you're going up and down a lot as well, yeah. Yeah, you're going up and down. There's so many elevated ledges. I think that the way to play through this game is to play is to stutter step, basically, to go until the enemy appears at the edge of your screen, and then that's giving you the maximum time to react. This level design basically is designed to be repeated until you've memorized it. I, I think that's literally how they want you to play the game because so many of these jumps and enemy ambushes feel blind. If the level design was expand, like if you could see twice as much of the screen, and I understand that would make it a very different game, but if you look at other platformers, like Hollow Knight's a really good one. That's That's a game with enemies. There are basically no times where an enemy appears on the edge of your screen and you it charges you and you don't have time to react. It's just not a feature of that game. You see the enemies and then you can approach them at your own pace. Okay, I, I feel like I got hit a lot in this game, um, but there's so much health lying around that it never really found it a problem. Like, I think the only times I really gamed over were against the mini-boss enemies, um, specifically in level five and um, in the final level itself, and I actually I, I died a lot mm-hmm. in the escort level too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into those gimmicks in a second, but I, I just want to basically I don't think that the essential platforming gameplay is very good. I don't think it's very fun. I thought it was a frustrating exercise of making progress. It doesn't help that the level design is so 
is as maze-like as it is. If you've memorized these level jams, you could probably zip through. For me, it was often very confusing as to where I was meant to go next. Yeah, like I beat the whole game in like an hour and a half. Um, like yeah, I, it took me a it, fair bit longer. It, yeah. Maybe I just need to get good, but I don't believe so. I just think that this game design, this level design leads to a frustrating experience. I did not enjoy the essential platforming gameplay in Earth Home Gym. Okay, I still like the essential platforming gameplay quite a bit. Um, I, and, you know, a lot of that is to do to the amount that this game mixes it up. Like I've said before on this show, something that I value very highly is, you know, uh, n- the opposite of monotony, right? Like if the game spices things up constantly, I am on board with it. Uh, this game does not reuse assets, you know, art-wise or, you know, level-wise very often at all. Um, like, even in the first level, the first thing you'll do is you appear in this junkyard and you go bouncing up and down on these tires in this weird, like, uh, you know, extended jump sequence before crawling up this conveyor belt and then fighting a mini boss, and then, you know, you get out of your suit and then you're bouncing around as just a worm. Like, the game is constantly throwing weird gimmicky stuff at you. Um, and I, I think that, you know, 50-40% of the game, maybe, is this uh, essential gameplay that you're describing. And even that is fine, I found. Like, um, once you once you come to terms with the idea that you have to do those little sweeps with your gun in order to hit things, I think it's okay. I think I would prefer this game if it had been designed with the ability to jump and shoot. Like, because you can't in this game. You can jump and whip, but when you're in the air... You can only whip at a very specific angle, uh, left or right. Um, I think it's I think it's fine. In general, I really liked the bits with the hooks where you have to like time your whip, and especially near the end of the level where there's a lot of them. Uh, there are these like towers of hooks that you get to climb, and I, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed those sections of the game. I think in general, it's fine. It's not super exciting, but. Um, to me, that's not what makes this game great. What makes this game great for me is how it tries to mix itself up constantly throughout the game. So did you want to get into that, Pat? I would I would love to. And James, I agree with you. Because I am very critical of the essential platforming gameplay. It wasn't much fun. But Earthworm Jim delivers on the novelty front 100%. Uh, escort levels. The Even even the levels I didn't like. Like, there's, you know, the underwater tube level. <laughs> even that level, which which I actively disliked, at least it was something different to do for the you know for the 40 minutes it took me to complete it um the bungee jumping is different i actually had a lot of fun with the escort level yeah it's it's hard but it's like satisfying there's a dog kind of walking along the level and you have to walking walkings don't undersell this Peter Puppy is actively skipping his merrily way down the down the path like he's <laughs> an absolute joy to escort he's this cheerful little chap until you fuck up and then yeah you get forced back but yeah it's it was it was fun like it was tough it, at times it was frustrating but it was an enjoyable diversion i was like you know what i really enjoyed it when i finally beat it yes, i was like that yeah. was fun what are we doing next yeah and like um you know something about that level i like because um the whole level is just you have this guy that's walking from left to right and you have to get him to the end um, and the game just constantly throws new things at you, like little platforms you've got to stand on so they go down so you can walk across them, seesaws, vines you've got to shoot, meteor showers that you've got to shoot and protect yourself and himself from, and like 
it, it really like near the end it gets really difficult you have to get really precise mm-hmm. with the way you know uh i i always hate escort missions and games but i i liked it here and i agree with you it was quite frustrating but like not in a bad way like when i finished this level it was yeah. like oh my god that was great i'm very satisfied that i managed to beat it even though i was you know swearing furiously during the whole thing uh, it's fun and that that's where i think earthworm gym gameplay shines because it's a short game like this is the thing it's a very short game uh it took me about three to four hours to complete you zap through it in an yeah. hour and it bombards you with new ideas every 20 minutes it, it reminds me of one of my all-time favorite platformers v v v v v v i think that's the right number of these <laughs> because that game is also extremely short every area has a unique gimmick that's fun to play through and then once you've done it it's like we're moving on to the next idea yeah. it doesn't take these ideas and bleed them out to dry and stretch them out into these multi-hour long things where you get where you're bored of it you're just constantly being thrown into the new thing and it's enjoy as a result it's enjoyable for its entire run yeah and i mean i will say that there's something to be said for a game introducing something and then building on it incrementally until the end and that kind of like progression and mastery just isn't present here but i think the trade-off is well worth it honestly i really like that this game it just does not outstay its welcome right it's a short and sweet experience that you know bombards you with a whole bunch of different things and if there's something that you actively hate well chances are you're never going to see it again so that's good right yeah so so the hardest part of the game for me the one that took me the longest was definitely that one where you need to descend past all the spikes there's a level where (laughs) where you're descending downwards it it, it, once again it's a unique gimmick because if you press a button you get your helicopter hat and you'll kind of float well it's not a hat jim like the worm the worm sticking out of jim's suit like well which is jim like spins around like a helicopter and it makes like this exaggerated like helicopter sound despite the you know it wouldn't sound like that if he was doing it um but basically it just like descends your fall um and the the level patrick's talking about is just like a maze of spikes like you barely have any room and you have to like fall down slowly and navigate this maze without touching the walls the the final couple of gaps are ridiculous like they're (laughs) tiny i was like are you fucking kidding me game why why are you expecting me to do these super precise falls it's stupid but you know you can make one or two mistakes and still get i did a second try that was are you serious well i mean i've done it so many times like when i was a kid i would have died hundreds of times to that level right but like i've done it yeah once again it's a memorization thing but it's funny i don't mind the memorization as much with those specific challenges it's the same with the escort mission it memorizing specific challenges like that are less of a problem for me than memorizing the fucking layout of a level at every enemy location (laughs) that's pushing it a bit too far for me can we go back and talk about the level that gives me the most PTSD, like, of all time? Like, this level, yeah, I have nightmares about, you know, of all the levels in any game I've ever played, this one section, I'm like, I hate it. Um, yeah. But it's like, a, it's like, I hate it, but I hate it with love, you know, um, which is down the tubes. And it's that <laughs> section in the glass submarine. <laughs> it's so I mean, There's dumb. a couple of sections. You're talking about yeah. the final section of the glass yeah. submarine, Yeah, oh my right? God. Yeah. So, oh, basically... God. 
You have a glass submarine. I don't know who the fuck designed this glass submarine. It's like a sphere, um, and you can move it, you know, in all directions when you're inside it. And it has, like, a limited amount of oxygen in it. So you, once you get into the submarine, you need to navigate to the end of the the end of the section before the time limit but the the area is very very uh curvy and windy and filled with all sorts of pointy rocks and if you so much as touch the outside of the wall the the glass submarine gets a little crack in it so the game like forces you to go really fast because you're on a timer but at the same time if you go too fast you lose control bump into a bunch of the spikes and your glass shatters it's like it's evil but like in a in a kind of funny way right I, I didn't mind that part, actually. I thought the level on the whole was more boring because it's just a bunch of, you know, tubes. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going from tube to tube. I'm like, how did we go from the insanity of the level design? Because although I had some problems with it being a confusing mess, at least it was interesting. Interesting. Yeah, and then we yeah. go to this. I'm <laughs> like, I don't really get what they're trying to do. And then the submarine parts of these like <laughs> so technical intense. precision yeah. <laughs> things on a time limit. I'm like, I don't understand what the... It was this level where I was like, I don't really understand what this game is trying to accomplish. Like, it, it just feels like a lot of somewhat fun bits stapled together. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's a novel, fine experience. Like, I'm I'm enjoying myself because it's... But I don't really get what this game's cohesive identity is. And I don't think an absence of identity constitutes an identity for what it's worth. I think it does. Okay. <laughs> this game is completely, yeah, off the walls and I love it. Um I when I was a kid, uh, that section, I had I was much less patient than I am now and I found it like <laughs> impossible to get through that section because I would always go too fast and you know, yeah, smash I think, into the I think walls. you have more time than you think basically basically like it's not it's not quite as bad shall we have another music break jimmy yeah so it's your turn to pick a track patrick which one did you pick i know you were tossing up between a couple that you really liked yeah so so the one i ended up going for was as you know these ridiculous fucking titles is called buttville helicopter (laughs) but (laughs) buttville is of course the the level in the game where you're descending through the spikes of course it's called buttville and it's just it just sounds fucking fantastic i'm, I'm listening well, to it now i mean it's called buttville because the entire level takes place on this like insect queen's ass right yeah of course yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course it does now, why wouldn't i know it? where futurama got the slurmville queen from um but yeah buttville helicopter sorry before 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 we go into it um this game has a kick-ass guitar solo. It's got a great melody, and I think that it perfectly encapsulates the challenge of doing this over and over again as you die repeatedly. It's a great track. Here is Buttville Helicopter. Thank you. 
That was Buttville Helicopter, something I wouldn't suggest you try on a first date, but um, <laughs> this game did. <laughs> um, so I guess really the only real criticism of this game that I have is that it's, I don't think it's lives and it's like checkpointing continue system really stands the test of time like i think it's really dated at this point it wasn't thanks to the hd version i didn't really have to deal with it all that much but it's kind of frustrating that the game would make you go from the very start every single time even though it is a short title i think that just you know having you start from the beginning of the level uh is a much more fair and enjoyable thing to do really yeah, I mean, and like I said, I was using save states, and I, I don't apologize for that. There's no way I'm fucking repeating the whole game, particularly when it's <laughs> tough. I think there's something to be said for novelty being tied to a level of easiness, you know? Because if the game isn't giving you the opportunity to master any particular section, then it should be more forgiving in that way. It's one of the reasons Katamari Damacy and, you know, Psychonauts are great games. If those games were much more difficult, I think the value of the novelty, you wouldn't be able to appreciate in the same way. And I think with Earthworm Jim, if I didn't have access to save states, I'd just get frustrated because you get to a new bit that you haven't dealt with before. You don't really know what you're doing. And then you yeah. get punished <laughs> really hard. Like, it's not... To me, that that is a problem. So, But nowadays, the way that you play this game is on emulators. So you've got save states. You should use them. Like, uh, yeah. I think it leads to a more enjoyable experience. Just chuck a save state at the start of every level, go to town. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. So um, I'm looking through my notes. Um, Earthworm Jim is a pretty short experience. I don't have a huge amount of notes. It's kind of it's kind of hard to write like really in-depth technical notes because uh, every single part of the gameplay is really different and not super in-depth, if you know what I mean. So um, unlike a lot of other episodes where I'd like to gush about mechanics, that's not the case here. So did you want to go to Final Impressions, Patrick? I would. So Earthworm Jim is a very interesting game. I think that visually it's gorgeous. I think it's got a fantastic soundtrack. The animation's great, but I think it lacks a cohesive identity. It's just a bunch of random levels one after the other. Those individual levels are well crafted and well done, but the game to me doesn't really hang together at all as as like a big single project and i i strongly maintain that lol random wacky crappy random things i don't think that's an identity i think that's just laziness it's an inability to tie your levels together in a more cohesive way i feel a similar way about the gameplay i think that the essential platforming gameplay is kind of weak i i didn't really enjoy it. i enjoyed sonic more and i wasn't super high on that at least that game had precision platforming as a as a feature uh the staggery sort of stop stutter way i had to approach this wasn't fun at all but it was the most effective way to not die so it's what i ended up doing but what earthworm jim has in spades is novelty uh you just keep getting hit with these cool new challenges and sections nothing overstays its welcome so it's still fun along the way because you don't ever get stuck doing the same thing endlessly all of this is to say that i do recommend earthworm jim 
I think it's a beautiful game and I think that I had a lot of fun playing different parts of this game and it was nice and short you know if this game was 15 hours long and I had to endure some of these mechanics for that long I wouldn't have liked it but the bite-sized experience the three hours I had with this game it kept me with enough interesting ideas that I had a good time and you just can't take away from how beautiful this game is to look at and experience even today so it gets a recommend from me but not a you know a wholehearted one I think this game has serious problems but um it, it was fun for the three out three or four hours I had with it yeah, so, um, you know, hard for me to be objective one. This is like, you know, an all-time childhood classic for me. I think uh, visually this game is a masterpiece. I think that it does its animations better than basically, you know, outside of like Cuphead or something, better than everything else on the 2D market, honestly. Um, it, it's really gorgeous to look at. And, uh, you know, Patrick going on and on and harping on about this cohesion bullshit. Well, that's oh, not for me, right? I love the wackiness of this game i love that it's completely zany it makes no sense throughout its stay but it's funny it's charming and it just it it's a good time right like uh the gameplay is fine but it really just hits you with that novelty value and it does that a lot better than a lot of games that i've played you know it doesn't outstay its welcome it's a short wonderful three-hour fever dream of a game uh that comes on and it, it says what it's got to say and then it's gone and you know it's fun uh, it is a hard game um, m more recent versions of the game do have difficulty settings so if you're not really into that like hard as nails kind of uh, shooting and platforming then you know give it a go on one of the lower settings you might just enjoy it for the novelty value alone highly recommended from me Okay, so that about wraps it up. James and I both recommended it, James, more than me, as you'd expect, because he's not objective in the slightest. Uh, we are the Retrospectives Podcast. Each and every fortnight, we play through these classic games to see if they've stood the test of time. You can find all of our content at rspodcast.net. If you have enjoyed the show, thank you for listening, by the way. I probably should have led with that. If you enjoy the show, uh, there are two things I'd love for you to do. Tell a friend. Uh, the more people we have listening, the better. And number two, we would be delighted if you would join our Discord server. We're not crazy active on Twitter or all this other rubbish social media because we're more interested in having conversations and more importantly arguments with our discord users uh, i love the arguments on our discord honestly i'd say that like 80 percent of the arguments on our discord end up being about uh, arpgs like uh, diablo and path of exile um, we talk a lot about stuff like Magic the Gathering and all sorts of, you know, old games, new games, you know, whatever you want to talk about. We love games in general. That's why we started this show. And uh, more than anything, we like arguing about them. So we'd love for you to come on down and just have a chat. Even if you just want to hang out and watch everyone else chat, you know, there's no there's no microphones or anything like that. We're just, you know, text chat only. And it's uh, it's been a good time. Yeah, so if you agree with us, if you disagree with us, we'd love to hear it. And I will more than happily explain to you why G JRPGs are a sin that deserve to be eliminated from the face <laughs> of the earth. Words cannot contain my anger for that entire genre of video games. Uh, but enough about that. That was Earthworm Jim. I hope you enjoyed the show. 
So now we get to the bit where we talk about what we're doing for the next fortnight. Yeah, and it is your game, Patrick. Um, last time you chose the absolute gem that was <laughs> Hitman 1. Uh, spoilers, it was not a gem, but uh, hopefully you can uh, redeem yourself this time. Um, what have we got in store for next fortnight? So I'm on a bit of a stealth binge. Uh, stealth games are definitely one of my favorite genres of video games and you know immersive sims that have stealth elements and the one we'll be tackling this fortnight is the original splinter cell splinter cell i have played one of the splinter cell games a little bit i've got vague memories i think it was splinter cell 2 but on the whole it's another one of these stealth genres that i haven't really played very much um i've played my metal gear solids we've played thief i played deus ex um but i've never played splinter cell because it was an xbox game originally and I, I never owned an xbox so um i'm really eager to get into it uh because i know that this this game and the series as a whole is very highly regarded and i just hope it ends up being more than you know hiding in spotlights <laughs> i mean hiding in spotlights can be fun you just gotta you gotta do it in the right way you know yeah i'm um, sure it'll but, be a uh, better stealth game than sly cooper at least yeah or uh, or hitman <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a super high bar to cross have you no. ever played the splinter cell games james no i haven't actually um i you know stealth wasn't really a genre that i was big into back in the day or even now honestly uh metal Says gear is metal probably gear yeah metal gear is probably <laughs> like the most you know exposure to it i've had but in general i like uh i like games that let me go fast not uh not hiding in the shadows waiting for patrols um but Man, uh, that's my favorite thing to do in the world just sit there and wait for the patrol ah uh, <laughs> that's that's gaming bliss for me so this game should uh i'm, I'm looking forward to so relaxing to sit in there. yeah sit, sitting in the shadows watching someone walk right past me that's, oh, that's so, so, so engaging <laughs> yeah it gets my uh it gets my adrenaline up yeah so um that is earthworm jim thank you once again for listening and we'll be doing splinter cell next fortnight we will see you then see you guys